From Gimlet, this is Reply All. I'm PJ Vote, And I'm Alex Goldman. Welcome once again to Yes, Yes, No, the segment on the show where our boss, Alex Bloomberg, comes to me and PJ with a tweet that he doesn't understand, and we try to explain it to him. Alex Bloomberg, do you have a tweet for us today? Uh, Actually, Bloomberg, I have a tweet for you guys today. What? (laughs) Okay, let me set this up a little bit before I even, like, get to the thing that I don't understand, okay? All right. Yeah. So, it's Thursday today. It's May 31st. Yesterday? Two days ago? Two days ago... Okay, three days ago, Roseanne Barr had a very successful sitcom on ABC. The 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 most successful sitcom on ABC and on network television, I believe. That seems completely possible. Yeah. Um, and then what happened is that she tweeted this straightforwardly racist tweet about, of all people, Valerie Jarrett, who used to work in the Obama administration. Roseanne said, quote, Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby equals VJ. For Valerie Jarrett. And then this surprising thing actually happened, which is that there was a consequence to someone saying something racist, which is that Roseanne's show got canceled. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so I was looking at Roseanne's Twitter feed after it happened. And what was interesting was that she was sort of like on her main, like where she posts her tweets, she was saying like, oh, I'm very sorry if you were offended, blah, 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 kind of like mealy mouth non-apology apologies. But then if you went to her favorites column, like the things that she likes on Twitter, the things she was liking were completely bonkers. Oh. So so basically like all these tweets that she was liking were all about this one conspiracy theory, which I have seen on the internet for the past year and just like just decided to sit this one out. Like I did not want to understand it. Um, But apparently like Roseanne has found it. Roseanne believes in it. And it seemed like part of the reason she made this racist tweet that she just like destroyed her career for that it came out of her belief in this thing. So this is what I now want to understand. I want to understand this conspiracy theory that I have up until this point tried to keep out of my brain. Mm-hmm. And I think it could be in somebody's brain in this room. And I was like, okay, this <laughs> is the point. Me? <laughs> so like, I noticed that all the tweets that she liked are on the same hashtag. They're all on QAnon, which I know is a conspiracy theory. Uh, and that's about everything I know about it. And the tweet that I'm bringing you, it's also on the QAnon hashtag. And I picked this one because it was immensely popular and I don't understand like a single word of it. Um, So let me show it to you. Yeah, send it to me. So, well, just show it to you. Show it to me. And before I show you this tweet... By the way, you're just talking to Alex Goldman right now, and I'm feeling oh, yeah. a little left out. There's a possible... <laughs> you don't know what I do on the internet late at night. Perhaps I am also researching internet conspiracy theories. I'm sorry for treating this segment as if it's called Yes, No. <laughs> If you, if you know, if, if you can decipher this tweet, no, no, I will boil (laughs) one of my shoes and eat it. I haven't seen it. Sight unseen. I'm going to go ahead and say, I will eat my shoe. Okay. Okay. So, so the first thing you know, before I tell you anything about this tweet is that it's really, it, it has 624 retweets and 677 likes. Like this was a popular tweet that in theory made sense to at least that many people. Okay. It's from a user named Anonymous Info. Bomb emoji, lightning emoji, fire emoji, lightning emoji, fire emoji, lightning emoji, fire emoji. (laughs) There's a dot, 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 which I think means, yes, there's many more emojis that are all the same ones. Okay. (laughs) Their, their, Their avatar is the silhouette of a person in front of the flames, actual flames in the shape of a phoenix. 
And what they have to say is lightning bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt. Wow. Lightning bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt. Hashtag QAnon. See, Roseanne was great about Muslim Brotherhood and ISIS. Lightning bolt. Hashtag Q post 44 lightning bolt. Bomb emoji. Then like eight people are added. Then hashtag Q post 44. Who are the Muslim Brotherhood? Who is Awan? Who is Huma? Who is Vijay? Who created ISIS? Who controlled <laughs> ISIS? What was the purpose of ISIS? This is one long hashtag or a bunch of different hashtags? <laughs> the hashtag QPost44 is like the title. And then the post, I guess, is a series. I didn't know you could fit this much in a tweet. <laughs> I, I think they've screen grabbed an image to make this happen. <laughs> Got it. What was the purpose of ISIS? Hashtag QPost573 seems fitting that a comment about Jarrett got the real Roseanne kicked off the air being communist and all. And then there are six photos. One is... Oh, no, God, there's more. Okay, sorry. <laughs> then there's a photo of even from a message board of more questions. Hussein HRC and many more must be terrified. Ahmadinejad talking. Where did all the money go? How many planes? Where did planes land? Why were clowns private contractors <laughs> escorting? Why cash? Why offshore cash? Why wasn't Congress notified for approval? Where did bank wires originate from? Coincidence, all donations... <laughs> <laughs> we're Why we're clowns? I'm. A, I'm just. Gonna, I, do I have to read all the questions? I have to read all the questions. I don't think you do. No, but it's so fun. Why were clowns? Why were clowns <laughs> escorting? <laughs> Where do majority of Rothschilds reside? Oh my god! I, it's also like they're very. It's all like scary conspiracy, and then there's like, why wasn't Congress notified? Which is like literally. Everybody says that about everything. Like, it's the most boring complaint. <laughs> you know, there's like 17 foreign policy journals that contain that sentence. But but usually they don't come after, like, why we're clowns. <laughs> yes, exactly. Also, there's just like, there's more subflow. There's like pictures of Valerie Jarrett. There's pictures of Obama. Just like all the sort of like ingredients of a political conspiracy theory. So with that in mind, Alex Bloomberg, do you understand this tweet? No. <laughs> Psych, I don't understand it. Alex Goldman, do you understand this tweet? Our last hope. I've actually been following this story for months, so yes, I get it. Okay. Do you understand this tweet, PJ? No. No, I don't. All right. Yes, um, no, no. Yes, no, no. Okay, so QAnon is very big and very complex, and I'm super stoked to explain it to you guys, but I think we should probably do the break first because I have a lot to get to. Coming up after the break, bunker, apple, yellow, sky. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. 
Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome back to the show. Well, gentlemen, the QAnon story starts. <laughs> on a dark and stormy night. Really? Uh, no, it doesn't start on a dark and stormy night. Um, QAnon is an entity or entities that have created a grand conspiratorial cosmology on the internet. And Wait, I, QAnon are the people behind the conspiracy theory? Yes. Okay. Um, so to start at the beginning... You guys are very familiar with 4chan. 4chan has a sub board called Paul, P-O-L, which is their politics board. And 4chan... 4chan is a message board on the internet where people are casually racist and basically try and be as extremely offensive as possible. So, last October, um, someone started posting on the poll board. Um, initially... Uh, not giving any information about themselves, just posting these sort of bizarre uh, polemics that were mostly comprised of rhetorical questions. Not rhetorical questions, but they would just post a list of questions. And the, so this is this is the this is one of their first posts. It's uh, it goes like this: Mockingbird, HRC Hillary Rodham Clinton detained, not arrested yet. Where is Huma? Follow Huma. This has nothing to do with Russia yet. Why does POTUS surround himself with generals? What is military intelligence? Why a go around the three-letter agencies? It goes on and on like this. Okay, and they're all sort of questions that have like a paranoid whiff to them or something. Right. So this person uh, who's posting this gets the nickname Q from the board because they claim to have what is called Q clearance, which is like very, very high top secret clearance within the government. And is Q clearance a real thing? Q clearance is a real thing. Okay. So so this person says that they have Q clearance and so people start nicknaming them Q. People start calling them Q, QAnon, because they're anonymous. And they Q, Q because of the clearance. Okay. So over the course of the next couple of days, this person posts dozens of times, something like 60 times in the next three or four days. Okay. And the 4chan community starts to build like a theory of the world based on these posts. It's basically like a supercharged version of Pizzagate. And this is the foundational idea behind this theory. Like once you believe this, everything else makes perfect sense. Okay. The Mueller investigation. Yes. Is not investigating Donald Trump. Hmm. It is working with Trump. To investigate... The Mueller investigation is a great big smokescreen to try and misdirect people from the actual investigation. The, the public face of it is a big smokescreen. Trump is a brilliant four-dimensional chess player that is playing the long game, pretending to be uh, in love with Putin and Russia. And the whole investigation is actually directed toward the Clintons. <laughs> the Obamas. Uh-huh. Um... Huma Abedin. Uh-huh. 
And essentially, what it's investigating is a continuation of the Pizzagate conspiracy. Those people are globalists who sell themselves to the highest bidder. They also run a child sex and torture ring. They're in collusion with um, basically every person who has been part of a right-wing conspiracy of the last 10 years. The Rothschilds, George Soros, John McCain is involved. All of these people are engaged in this nefarious activity. And... um, the Mueller investigation is actually investigating them. They will be indicted. Got it. And is the point of it a child sex and torture trafficking ring? Or is that just like one of their concerns? Yeah, that's just like one of their, yeah. one of the many terrible things that they do. And so Q says the Trump administration is onto these bad guys and is prosecuting them. So like, for example, this is one of Q's first posts. It says, my fellow Americans, over the course of the next several days, you will undoubtedly realize we are taking back our great country, the land of the free, from the evil tyrants that wish to do us harm and destroy the last remaining refuge of shining light. On POTUS's order, we have initiated certain fail-safes that shall safeguard the public from the primary fallout, which is stated to secure, uh, excuse me, which is slated to occur on November 3rd upon the arrest of Mr. Podesta, John Podesta. Okay, wait, when is this? This post is from November 1st of last year. Okay. Um, So this person is now saying that they're acting on behalf of President Trump. They're saying that that President Trump is going to arrest John Podesta. There are going to be riots in the street. The military will uh, temporarily take control of the government. And all of the bad actors in the world are going to be arrested. Starting with John John Podesta. Starting with John Podesta. John Podesta is, in this worldview, the worst person in the world. So in the real world, John Podesta is kind of a minor political operative who has a relationship with the Clintons. But in conspiracy world, he is the center of Pizzagate. And what, is there like a name for this cabal? No. There's not a name for the people that they think are committing all of these conspiratorial atrocities. But... There is a name for the good guys who are going to indict everybody and send them all to jail. What's that name? They call themselves The Storm. The Storm. And there's a reason for that. Which is? Last fall, Donald Trump was at a photo op with a bunch of military generals and made a very, very bizarre statement that he's never explained. Hold on. Let me find this video. Okay. So it's, it's literally just a photo op in the White House with a bunch of people, generals, et cetera, et cetera. And they're, they're not, okay. He's like smiling. Everyone's wearing nice cocktail clothes and like military general outfits. And it's like generals and their families. It's the room where they take Christmas card pictures with the president. Right. Do you guys know what this represents? What? Tell us, sir. Uh, maybe it's the calm before the storm. What's the storm? Could be the calm, the calm before the storm. <laughs> We have the world's great military people in this room, I will tell you that. And uh, we're going to have a great evening. Thank you all for coming. What storm, Mr. President? You'll find out. (laughs) Give us a hint. Thank you, everybody. So, that is such a... it's, It's weird for the president surrounded by all of his generals to just kind of like imply that a great storm is coming. Yeah. It's a, it's a very ambiguous thing to say. 
about a very about a thing that people do not want ambiguity around. And yeah. if you are conspiratorially minded, you are naturally going to latch onto that statement. Right. So Q calls his post crumbs. Like he'll say, I'm just going to drop a few crumbs. And since crumbs come from bread, uh, Q fans start calling themselves bakers. And the bakers are just convinced that Q is a genius. And Q gets like a big shot of credibility early on when they post something containing the word small. And then Trump's next tweet also contains the word small. But that's because it turned out to be Small Business Saturday. So <laughs> uh, that happened. Um, and Q says that all these bad guys have already been indicted by the Trump administration. And the reason that they can walk around free in the world is because the indictments are sealed and the government is keeping track of them by putting ankle monitors on them. Okay. So the bakers will take like pictures of the Obamas and the Clintons and like do close-ups on their legs and be like, is Huma Abedin wearing an ankle monitor? And in this photograph, Huma is wearing bell bottoms. Oh, over like what look like to be chunky shoes or a secret ankle monitor because she's been arrested. Oh, wow. There are photos of Michelle Obama, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton walking around wearing loose-fitting pants. And that's obviously because... So anybody that doesn't wear hipster jeans is now under suspicion. Right. That's so, so funny. And people... And the sort of... I was on a webpage just trying to fit, read people's interpretations of... Um, Q's posts and this one I found to be the the wildest one and I just want to show you Q's entire post it's just a couple lines and then I want to read to you the interpretation of it okay so this is the post the thing in red right here oh it's really it's really all code like it's like underscore conf dtt v891 0600 yes green one 0600 bunker apple yellow sky dot 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 yes godspeed Q what it looked like that, to me. That's literally what he wrote. That's all he wrote. So he's like, it's like, hey guys, and then underscore conf underscore D dash TT underscore. It looks like a random bit of computer code. Yeah, it looks what like What it looks weird, like to yeah. me is when you use one of those strong password generators. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, Jacuzzi Apple, Mirage. Bunker Apple Yellow Sky would be a good password. And directly beneath that, one of Q's followers says that they've decoded what all of that gobbledygook means. And what it means is there was some kind of military mission to capture someone named Lord Rothschild of Aylesbury and others <laughs> if they could. But the helicopter was intercepted by someone and the mission failed, as Q explained later. Has Q ever explained why he has to communicate in decipherable code? Um... <laughs> uh... <laughs> No. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. Can I just say, I mean, I know we're, you're still explaining, but like, I feel a thousand percent certain that Q is a prankster, is like an old school 4chan person who knows what they're doing. Like the small business day thing. I feel like Q is having fun with people. I feel like it's either someone who is, who is, Doing an epic troll, basically, or someone who genuinely believes all of this stuff. I would, I would believe genuinely believe if it weren't for the small business day thing. But that's just like that's like a canny move to be like, it's going to be small business day. If I predict that Donald Trump will tweet the word small on that day, it'll be proof of my access to him. Like that's 
that's a person who is being clever about he's not like convincing himself of things and backwards justifying them. He's planning to do something that will make him look. I mean, maybe he thinks like Obama's bad and is in league with a Rothschild, but like, like one of the things I recognize in this is like the pleasure that the Q Anon, the storm people are having in decoding the message. Like this is one of the things the internet does really well. Like, um, the, this video game I'm really excited about. Yesterday they put out a teaser for it and the teaser was like a very static shot of a room and people were like, oh, the trophy in the bookcase means that the game's going to be like online only. And like people being a little bit indecipherable so that people interpret them and like doling out clues, like that's a thing. And like it's a skill and this QAnon has the skill. The one thing I'll say that lends credence to your theory is that like I said, early on, Q would post in actual paragraphs and make declarative statements about people getting indicted, et cetera, et cetera. They have definitely pulled back to be- Q has. Q has. Has definitely pulled back to being much more sort of cryptic. And- Because um, they've gotten better at what they're doing. They're like a yeah. great songwriter. It's like you leave room for people. He looks back at those old posts and he's like, God, I'm such a hack back then. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe people listen to that stuff. <laughs> and they think that's my classics. <laughs> Q, Q Q actually oversteps oversteps a couple times and and upsets people. Says says something to the effect of like a video documentation of Hillary Clinton performing Satanist rituals is going to come out. It doesn't come out. People are like, are you are you full of it? What's going on here? So Q has pulled back and has tried to be and basically reacts to the day's news by asking these like Socratic questions. Yeah. Um. And. I mean, you're right. For the bakers, I feel like this is like almost like Bible study. You see these things that can be interpreted a million different ways. They all sit around and and try and pick them apart. That what they're doing sounds they're like there's stakes to this, and it's not good to convince people of untrue things that make them scared and believe violence is happening. But the the just the pure joy of someone doling out clues, like I totally get why this is appealing to people. Mm-hmm. I also think it's appealing because it confirmed the interpretation they've come up with and that Q has sort of let them run with really confirms all of their greatest dreams and impulses. And worst nightmares, totally. Right. So remember this whole thing started in October and in the past six or seven months, it's basically, it, it's really grown. Like, it's huge. There are YouTube videos that have like half a million views. There's a subreddit that has 30,000 members. Um, someone made an app that allowed, an app? You, that allowed you to search for Q, search keywords and Q posts, and it hit the top 10 in iTunes. What? What's the <laughs> app called? Uh, I'm not sure. Huh. Wait, I want to, hold on. <laughs> it's called Q Drops. Q drops. drops. Like picking up what Q drops? You don't know. It's like, yeah, picking up the breadcrumbs. That Q drops. That Q drops. And like Sean Hannity retweeted this guy called Praying Medic, who's like one of the sort of major people in the QAnon universe, who is tweeting a QAnon hashtag. Like it's finding purchase in the soil of more mainstream conservative people. And Praying Medic was one of the ones that the original tweet tweet. that you read was was, was mentioned. Yeah. And then... In April, a bunch of the bakers, the people who follow the QAnon conspiracy very closely, completely independently of Q, Q doesn't ask them to do this or anything, they put together a march on Washington. What? Yeah. Um, that is wild. Yeah. Um, okay, this is, this is footage from the actual march.
Red pill, white hats? Yes. I see Q people. These are the signs. Trump 2020. Can I say the most it's surprising like, thing about these people? So, like, they're, they're like, white men and women mostly. Um, they're not 18 or 20. Like, they're, like, they look like people in their 40s and 50s, a lot of them. Yeah. That's not who I think of as being on 4chan. Yeah, they look like... They're, like, wearing sensible shoes and, like, running clothes and windbreakers and they look like carrying travel mugs. and They yeah. would, like, be, like, moms and dads on, like, music, like Smithsonian tours. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when they reach the end of their march, they actually have, like, a podium set up. There are a couple speeches that take place. Um, here, let me find a clip from one of the speeches. Hold on just a second. You know what? Uh, my hope is not in them. Uh, but I do believe there are people who are fighting for this country. Yeah. I believe that QAnon is leading the charge and helping yeah. us to fight for our country. And he told us to stay together. We've got to do that, right? Yeah. And so I'm so thankful for so many sites. I'm so thankful for all the people who have... He told me she just sounds really... She sounds like a person who deeply believes that something horrible is going on, and she's, like, testifying. Yes. And, like, <clears throat> the belief that they are awake while the rest of the world is asleep. Right. right. Huh. Yeah, it's it's funny, like, watching... It's, like... It, watching this, it's just, you get the sense that, like, Q, you know, who's essentially the, this human equivalent of a random password generator, is, it's almost like he's becoming this sort of, like, focal point for all these disparate, marginalized people who believe crazy things. Like, he's sort of their uniting force, you know? Right. And anytime anything happens in the in the media, even if it's totally unrelated. Anytime there's a sex trafficking arrest, it doesn't matter what agency or what country it's in, people see it as proof that Q is telling the truth, that the storm is coming. Hmm. Anytime there's a resignation of a powerful executive or a conspiracy that involves a government official, either in the U.S. or in a U.S.-related country, it's because Q has caused them to resign. It's because the storm has come and those people are resigning. So wait, here is here is my question, though. Roseanne. <laughs> so do we know, like, how long has Roseanne been into all this stuff? So right about the time her show came back, she tweeted something that was very a very direct reference to Q's conspiracy. She tweeted, President Trump has freed so many children held in bondage to pimps all over the world, hundreds each month. He's broken up trafficking rings in high places everywhere. Notice that. I disagree on some things, but give him the benefit of the doubt for now. She tweeted that with no context, uh, March 31st, which is like right about the time her show came out. And everyone in the mainstream media suddenly sat up and was like, what the hell is she talking about? And what she was talking about was Q. Was Q. Right. She's also tweeted just very plainly, and um, I think they've been deleted now, uh, who is Q and tell QAnon to DM me in the next 24 hours. Wow. Really? Yeah. Wow. And even the tweet that got her show canceled, the one about Valerie Jarrett and Planet of the Apes, that is Q-related because Valerie Jarrett is like a player in the Q conspiracy world. It's someone that the QAnon people talk about all the time. Right, because like that was like that was one of the questions I had is like, why is she going after this person who was like worked for President Obama, who is not like like you kind of have to be into politics to know who Valerie Jarrett is, even like to have an opinion about her. I had to look her up. But like, I guess in Roseanne's mind, it's like, no, people shouldn't be focusing on the fact that she said something racist. It's like in her mind, she's like, guys, ignore that. Like, I'm showing you this like great evil. Like, why don't you pay attention? Right. And it actually makes sense because like another tweet that I saw, w one of the things that Roseanne retweeted today, actually, let me read you this. Um, 
in 24 hours at the Real Roseanne has brought attention to Val- Valerie Jarrett and her ties to Muslim Brotherhood, hypocrisy of the left, George Soros being a criminal, dangers of Ambien, because she says she only said that stuff because she had taken an Ambien and right. she's not racist, Big Farm and how they view people who take their drugs. Thanks, Roseanne. But I think she does see herself as a martyr for, like, the storm. Right. And she, it seems like, it seems like she's sort of, like, the storm's most prominent um, member. Yeah. For sure. Wow. God, and look, she retweeted this. It all makes sense now. At The Real Roseanne was setting the stage, hashtag. How many were even focused on Valerie Jarrett before today? So now they're saying Roseanne intentionally lost her job to focus attention on Valerie Jarrett. It's just one more move in that four to 10 dimensional chess game. Yeah. God. Wow. Also, uh, as we were looking through this, I noticed that people said they think Michael Flynn is cute. Is cute? Q. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what we've been talking about this whole time? That we've used the word cute at once? (laughs) Just like trying to think of whether or not I thought Michael Flynn was cute. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, maybe they're talking about his son? Like, anyway. (laughs) So, PJ, Alex, I feel like I've done a decent job waiting through this. I'm wondering, PJ, if you feel like you're at the point where you can recap this for me. Yes, I think I can explain. I'm not going to like go through every single question, but I think I can like explain what is going on in this tweet. Remind me, just how does the tweet start again? The tweet starts. Whoa! Doesn't it start like whoa? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> it's, well, it actually starts lightning bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt. Whoa! <laughs> oh, right, the lightning bolts. Which Q- now I understand. Right. Oh, the storm. Yes. Right. Hashtag QAnon C. Roseanne was great about Muslim Brotherhood and ISIS. Hashtag QPost44, lightning bolt, bomb, all these people being tagged. This is a person saying, look what just happened. Like, everybody everybody in QAnon rally. Like, one of our people, Roseanne, just got taken out. And what she was talking about was foretold in the QAnon scripture. And what was going to happen to her, I think this person is also saying, was foretold in the QAnon scripture. Basically, right. What, was, what, was, what she was talking about was in QAnon post 484. And what was going to happen to her was in QAnon posts, whatever it was. And it is sort of like Bible study. He's like, if you look at this one old Q post, you see that Roseanne was talking about Q issues. And if you look at this other one, I think you see evidence that this was going to happen. Right. And that therefore, this is just one more breadcrumb. Yeah. To be be gathered up. And then at the end of it, he says, isn't Michael Flynn cute? (laughs) 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 <laughs> I think we're at yes, yes, yes. I think we're at cute, cute, cute. Cute, cute, cute. Cute, cute, cute. After the break, an explosive tip from an anonymous source. This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. 
Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear debris with the 40-volt jet fan leaf blower. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source, The Home Depot. How doers get more done. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the show. All right, Bloomberg, do you have a tweet for us? Yes, I do. Are you ready? Yes. Yeah. Here's the tweet. I'm going to show it to you. Okay. Oh, I know what's going on this week. <laughs> okay. So it's from a Twitter account called Sports Are Philly. <laughs> Man, I know I've been in this country Wow, you're really before. telegraphing what this is all about. <laughs> Replying to Joel Embiid, Sam Hinkie, and the famous... Alvic 40117560. Yes. And it's just an image of a basketball court like in the city, like like an outdoor basketball court. And there's a tiny man with someone else's head pasted on his body that kind of looks like Vladimir Putin. And then a taller, more like athletic man who is with one hand holding a basketball above his head. He looks like he's about to shoot a one-handed Three-point basket shot. Almost. Three-point basket shot. I knew what I was doing. Are you one of those people who says 3 a.m. in the morning? (laughs) A famous three-point basket shot. A (laughs) three-pointer from the outside the paint. Yep. Ball. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Alex Goldman, do you understand (laughs) <laughs> do you, so, PJ, do you know any, either of the people in this in this picture? Actually, I know a little bit about this. I know that the non-Photoshop man is Joel Embiid, who's a famous basketball player for the 76ers. Yes. I And I know, I actually know what this still is from, but I have no idea what point they're using it to make. Got it. Okay. Alex Goldman, do you understand this tweet? No, not at all. Okay. Alex Bloomberg, do you understand what's going on in this tweet? I do. And what's going on in this tweet is the most exciting story that perhaps I've ever brought to you. 
Really? At, as part of as part of sports, sports, sports. Okay. The offshoot of yes, yes, no. <laughs> yes, I can't believe yes, we have a segment I, on our show called sports, sports, sports. I very much understand this tweet. Um, actually, before we start, Breakmaster made us a sports, sports, sports team. Ready? <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> And welcome once again to Sports, Sports, Sports. <laughs> That's amazing. Can I hear it again? Yes. Big finish. So good. So that's what we're about to go into. Are you guys ready? I am extremely ready. <laughs> All <yes>. right. <laughs> so um, this is the most exciting internet detective story I, I might have ever heard. So. I started with this tweet because there's a lot of tweets about this story, but this one just picks up on the story that we've talked about before, which is the process. Remember we had that? Yeah. Can I try to recap it and see yeah, if I yeah, can do yeah. it? Yeah, recap the process. Okay, so previously on Sports Sports Sports, <laughs> uh, you and uh, fellow you and fellow basketball fan slash 76ers fan Gene Denby from NPR came in and explained to us that basically for a number of years, the basketball team, the Philadelphia 76ers, intentionally they had this like maverick gm mm-hmm. named sam hankey yeah and his plan which people ended up calling the process his plan was we're gonna make this team as bad as possible so that we're given extremely good draft picks and then eventually we can become a really great team yeah. so the 76ers ended up drafting this guy joel Embiid, who's an amazing charismatic basketball player he was so good that people started calling him the process uh the 76ers became a much better team Hinky was not there to see it because he was fired before his plan could fully come to fruition. Uh-huh. I know that this tweet that you just showed us, I know that we're back in the process story because two of the people who are added are Sam Hinky and Joel Embiid. I also happen to know that that original thing, the video's from, I just saw this. It was like Joel Embiid showed up at some like park in Philadelphia and just like killed some kid in pickup basketball. Like I yes. think he bounced the ball off his head or something. So that's why I wanted to start because there was this like, because one of the pleasures of the story is is just Joel Embiid himself. He's just like this incredibly charismatic person and this really smart, funny uh, internet presence. And it sounds like you're describing me almost. <laughs> case in point, he's just started randomly. He's a superstar. And he started randomly showing up to these random basketball courts in Philly and just playing randos on the street and then he'll just like dunk on them. It's brutal. And I'm sure that was the best day in that guy's life. Yeah. Like that guy was like so that will go down in his in history as like the day that Joel Embiid dunked over him. Anyway, that's just the table setting for this story which is just sort of like Joel Embiid is being Joel Embiid in a funny way. But the things in this tweet that I really want to draw your attention to that, that, that are sort of the basis of the story that I'm about to tell is the photoshopped face on the guy that Joel Embiid is dunking over and one of the accounts that this tweet is replying to, the account Alvic4011760. Okay. And the Photoshop face is Brian Colangelo. Brian Colangelo. Yes. So Brian Colangelo is the new GM of the Philadelphia 76ers. He replaced Sam Hinkie. He replaced Sam Hinkie. Yes, he did. And he took over a couple years ago. And he has to make... Hinky's plan work. And he's constantly getting compared to Hinky. And so a couple weeks ago, this reporter named Ben Dietrich, who writes for this website, The Ringer, comes out with this incredibly explosive story, which starts like this. He gets a he gets a DM from an unnamed, from an, a mysterious unnamed source. The source says, I work in AI, and I have been looking 
at these five Twitter accounts that are sort of gossiping about Sixers players and gossiping about like Sixers front office stuff. And I am almost certain because of my prowess at AI that they are all the same person. Okay. And I think they that person that they're all belong to, belong to, this guy says, is Brian Colangelo. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Brian this Colangelo- This is the theory. The theory as is- As of two days ago. The general the manager of the 76ers- is sock puppeting a bunch of Twitter yes. accounts to some purpose. And the and the and the evidence that he supplies it that the that this unnamed source supplies to the to to Ben Dietrich, the writer in the ringer, is very, very compelling and entertaining. Okay. Okay. So I'm just gonna go through a couple of them. But before I do that, so um, you know, I told Gene Demby that I was gonna do this. Gene again is the host of NPR's Code Switch podcast. And because, like, Gene was here for our last one, I figured we should get him on the phone, too. Okay. Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, uh, Chris, could you could you call up Gene? Hey, hey uh, NPR. We are calling to talk to Gene Denby, who I think is in one of your voice booths over there. If it's possible, just pa- patch us through to the phone in the voice booth. Thanks. You read about that Twitch streamer? Mm-hmm. What, what a dipshit. Yeah. Did another, another Twitch streamer? <laughs> this uh, one was different. This one is different. Um, There's this Twitch streamer who I had never heard of before. He's Australian. And he got famous for making songs out of clips of Disney movies. Like, he would be like, I'm making a song only oh, out of no, songs. I'm from- talking about something totally different. Oh, this guy. Oh. Are you sure? The thing I was talking about is... <laughs> There's a guy on Twitch who calls himself Arabandi. He's this Arabic dude. And one of his shticks is that he will mount speakers to himself, walk around, and if people donate to his channel, they will be allowed to broadcast whatever they want over the speakers. Oh, that's not good. And so he was walking around the University of Washington doing this, getting kicked out of classes and things like that. And someone paid him money and broadcast a bomb threat in a, to a class that he was in. Oh, my God. It, like, the whole thing was a live stream. So he's like, oh, my God, that was so fucked up. That was so funny. Oh, my God. And then he continues walking around doing the same thing. And the cops come and arrest him. And he's like, dude, bro, I didn't do anything. It was a TTS donation. He was like, <laughs> it was like, he was like, it was a Twitch stream donation. There's like a whole, it's like, it's like all on video and it's so crackers. That's so funny. Hello. Hey, Gene. <laughs> hey, Gene. Gene. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for uh, joining us again for uh, Yes, Yes, Know the Process Part 2, better than the original. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> so before we even get to the evidence that Colangelo's behind these burner accounts. Can I can I just ask you, Gene, as a Sixers fan, do you think that Brian Colangelo is a good guy, bad guy? Are you indifferent to him? How do you feel about him? As of three days ago, how did you feel about him? <laughs> um, I was always sort of indifferent to Brian Colangelo. So the thing you need to like, if you, I don't know if you have ever seen a picture of Brian Colangelo, but he basically looks like the dude 
um, in the breakdancing movie who's trying to shut down the community center. Like, he looks like he's <laughs> nefarious. Uh, like, he's, like, kind of an evildoer. And he's also, like, a the beneficiary of all this nepotism. His father, Jerry Colangelo, is a really big deal in, like, American basketball. So there's a way in which, like, Brian Colangelo has this sort of reputation as sort of like a rich kid. Yeah, and, and in fact, Jerry Colangelo, the, the father, was the person who the NBA basically put on the Sixers staff to to get them to right their ship after Hinky was fired. Um, and after they'd done that, they decided that the best person for the job of manager was Jerry's son, Brian Colangelo. Mm-hmm. All right, so in this explosive article from two days ago where these five different random Twitter accounts all seem like they could be linked to Brian Colangelo or somebody that the source believed was close to Brian Colangelo. Mm-hmm. So the source lays out to Ben Dietrich, the writer, a bunch of very compelling pieces of evidence. And the first piece of evidence that I want to present to you is what I'm calling the collar tweet. Yes. All right. So so Brian Colangelo's collar is sort of became its own story. There's this Philly sports writer who wrote an article about how you can tell what what kind of news Brian Colangelo is delivering in a press conference by the size and starchedness of his collar. Wait, <laughs> and so they... then that became, <laughs> like, then all this attention was focused on his collars and his collars are big. The, the One of the burner accounts sort of said, uh, someone was sort of making fun of Brian Colangelo's collars. Like, this dude loves his collars on his shirt. He wears these collared shirts. And the burner account was sort of like, uh, weirdly. <laughs> yeah, from what it's like, it says, that is a normal collar. Move on. Find a new slant. <laughs> and so now there's like half of Sixers Twitter is like, find a new slant. That's become the rallying cry. <laughs> That's uh, become the rallying cry, yeah. A- another thing, a lot of the burner accounts follow the University of Chicago basketball team and a bunch of players on the University of Chicago basketball team. And the University of Chicago is a college that is completely meaningless for the NBA. Like, Nobody from the University of Chicago will ever come close to being in a conversation about going to the NBA. It's it's just a bad basketball school. There is one reason why you might want to follow the UFC basketball team, though. And that is, if your son plays for them, which Brian Colangelo's son, Mattia, does. Oh, wow. So it's like <laughs> yeah. there, there's a group of people on the internet who care about defending Brian Colangelo's collars <laughs> and following Brian Colangelo's uh, son and his college basketball career. Yes. Okay. So far. Yeah. So the next favorite subject of these alleged burner accounts is the previous GM of the Philadelphia 76ers, Sam Hinkie, and mm-hmm. how he's overrated and did a really bad job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so all these right. burner accounts are constantly talking about like are just constantly taking issue with like the, the hinky worship and are and are like just really bitter about like he didn't do like so for example they're fighting with process trusters they're fighting with process yes. trusters all the time so uh so for example um one one of the burner accounts talks about hinky saying he's quote a pathological egomaniac it's like oh there's one that says from one of the burner accounts, this burner account that goes by the name Eric Jr., he's getting in a fight with a bunch of process. Um, like there's a, an account called Process Saved Me, which is all a pro hinky account. And he's getting in a, in a <laughs> this Eric Jr. account is getting in a fight with it. And and one of the quotes is, BC has done nothing. BC, Brian Colangelo, has done nothing but clean up Hinky's mess. Hinky got great pieces, but couldn't make the puzzle work. Uh, there was another. There's a, and there's a bunch more like that. Uh-huh. So that's the that's the hinky bucket of evidence. The next bucket of evidence, all these tweets attacking Joel Embiid. 
so Brian Colangelo, right, he's from this basketball dynasty, you know, that goes way back. And in the old days, there was this old school approach to dealing with injuries, which was players are supposed to play through them. They're supposed to tough it out and that you don't sit down because of a minor injury. That is not how people think about it today at all. But like, and so, so Joel Embiid had like these sore knees and like, but there was this televised game against a good team. And so Joel Embiid ever ended up playing in that game and uh, tearing his meniscus. And so then he was out for like what they said at the time was like a couple of weeks. And then it ended up, ended up being the whole season. The whole season. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there was a lot of criticism for Colangelo of just sort of like letting that happen. And what's interesting is that like these burner accounts had always been up until this point very pro Joel Embiid. And then all of a sudden this happens and they all start coming out and then blaming it on Joel. Like one of the accounts wrote, Joel, you're just a kid, but why didn't you tell Doc knees hurt before Houston? You costed yourself and us nine plus games and playoffs. That was when they still thought it was just like a two week injury. Oh, wow. And then there was an, and then basically all the accounts just turn on Joel. And right, start, they start calling him whiny. They say he's a baby. He's like too demonstrative on the court. I mean, they basically sort of start to sort of go at Joel and be like, he's not sort of the cornerstone player anymore. And also there's all this, and then it just gets really ugly and like coded. Like he starts calling him mm-hmm. lazy and just sort of like. Yeah, yeah. And the thing that really set these Twitter accounts off was this thing that we talked about in our last Yes, Yes, No about this, that Meek Mill concert where Joel Embiid shows up and starts dancing with his Mm -hmm. shirt off, right? So somebody, and as soon as that footage surfaced online, these burner accounts are just irate about it. They just go crazy about it. Why? Well, I'll tell you. So one of these burner accounts, Eric Jr., links to this tweet that shows Joel Embiid dancing, which everybody is like, is look at Joel, it's so fun, right? And Eric Jr. (laughs) is like, he is the one who tells Docs he still feels pain in knee, and then this, no respect. (laughs) He's dancing for 20 seconds. <laughs> I know. It's not the same as playing right. basketball game. <laughs> exactly. But like, yeah. Uh, and then another one of the burner accounts. He is out of shape and a bit lazy. I am, t- I, am, I am tired to just trust him. Do something. Wow. So, right. So, like, this is the yeah. really interesting dynamic here is that, like, everyone in Sixers land, people are like, oh, look, the Sixers have this bright future. And this person is weirdly going at Joel Embiid, who is going to be the star of the team. Like, this person has an axe to grind, like, against this player who, at this point, is, like, universally beloved in the Sixers, Sixers fan base. It's, it's very, I mean, leaving aside all the weird connections this person has, it's, like, a very weird position to take. This is, like, a very weird trolley um, sort of corner to occupy, you know? Right. Basically. The only reason yeah. to have a problem with Joel Embiid is if you have a stake in defending Brian Clangelo. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Okay, so now back to the article, right? This tipster lays out all this incredibly compelling evidence to the writer, Ben Dietrich. And then Ben Dietrich does this incredibly canny thing. He's like, obviously, I have to figure out if this is true or not, but I don't want to tip my hand completely. So he calls the Sixers and says, I've gotten this information that there might be burner accounts associated with Brian Colangelo or something like that. And I'm just calling mm-hmm. to get, like, seat comment. He doesn't say how many, and he doesn't give the names. He names two. And they come back, and the and and Brian Colangelo comes back and is like, there's one that is mine. So he admits one, mm-hmm. but it's the least sort of, like, it's the tamest one. And he's like, I don't know about this other one. But then, immediately after that call, all the other 
three burner accounts go private. Ah! <laughs> yep. Wow. And he doesn't. He doesn't. The the reporter doesn't tell him about the other accounts. He like, like you oh, know like the other ones God. were not mentioned in this conversation. What a what a <laughs> he's bad so bad move. at the internet. He has the he does the worst opsec of any person who's ever lived. The the article comes out in the evening. Uh, of Tuesday evening, I believe. The Phillies, which is a baseball team from Philadelphia, not a basketball team. I We don't have to condescend that much to me. Are playing an away game <laughs> in Los Angeles. So it's still sort of like early evening in Los Angeles when the article comes out. Apparently, all the Sixers fans in, the, in attendance are checking their Twitter. They all read the article at the same time, I guess. And chance of the process <laughs> erupts at the baseball game at an away game in LA <laughs> the night this this story it's comes out it's crossing into other sports and then so my then, phone exploded like it was just like like yo like you gotta read this my girlfriend said I'm like yo this shit is crazy and like <laughs> but the crazy this actually still gets crazier still so um Twitter takes the slew thing right like everyone in basketball Twitter starts to like try, try to figure out okay like Brian, these are clearly Brian. This is clearly Brian Colangelo, right? The evidence is overwhelming, if circumstantial, right? Um, and so they start trying to ascertain, like, okay, let's figure out if they have the same email address, um, oh, or you know, like, yeah, what, because you what can phone number is associated. If with. you pretend that you've forgotten your password to a Twitter account, right, it'll show you the mm-hmm. beginning of the email address for your recovery thing. Yes, I've been or told. it'll show you the uh, <laughs> or the phone number associated with the account. It'll show you the last two digits. Right? The last yes. two digits of the phone number. Oh no! So <laughs> the last two digits of the phone number uh, associated with the accounts is nine one, and <laughs> I'm sorry, this is too funny. <laughs> um, the phone number of Brian Colangelo's wife <gasps> ends in nine one. <laughs> Oh my oh, God! No. His wife Barbara Bettini was a uh, was um, is she was born in Italy. Uh, she speaks Italian, which explains some of the language stuff in in, her, in the tweets, like some of the right. grammar stuff. Um, which and, and there are some instances in the tweets in which the currency symbol is behind a number. So like when she says that like, oh, this person got this big contract for thirty <sighs> whatever. The the num the the symbol comes after right, which is like the way you would do it in Italy, oh and so Twitter basically it, it, from there was like a, maybe like two or three hours when everyone was like, oh Brian Colangelo did this and he's going to get fired. Two three hours later, been like, oh shit, his wife did this. And he's going to get fired. That's so <laughs> crazy. I was literally oh. going to say earlier, I was like, it's as if the conversations he has with his wife when he comes home as if yes. he's having them with Twitter instead. Yes. Exactly. It is exactly. Has Brian or his wife issued any kind of statement? Like, have they said anything? So, as of now, Brian Colangelo is is vociferously denying that anything... Any of the other four burner, any of the other accounts had anything to do with him or his family. His statement is, someone's out to get me. Like, this is like, a, this is an attack. My enemies are now circling and they're using Twitter to take me down. How, what, it, you would need so much <laughs> foreplanning. It's such a low percentage shot. <laughs> I know that like with somebody's going to figure out the metadata thing and like look at the last two digits yes. of the phone number and then like yeah that's all like we started planting these burner accounts two years ago so obviously okay so now I think at this point in the story you guys are ready to see one more thing okay, okay. Which, which is 
the tweet that that original tweet I showed you is replying to. Okay. So remember, the original tweet was just like the picture of Joel Embiid dunking on somebody with Brian Colangelo's face put over. And it was replying to this other tweet. And here's the tweet that it is that it was replying to. Oh, it was replying to Joel Embiid himself. Yes. And Joel Embiid is saying... <laughs> Joel Embiid is saying, Joel told me that Sam Hinkie is, in all caps, better and smarter than you. At ALVIC4011756 hashtag burner account. Is he tweeting at one of... Colangelo's burner account. Al Vic is one of the burner accounts. One and of the alleged burner. And burner he's basically accounts. pretending to do the same thing. He's like pretending to be Joel Embiid tweeting as a like ghost sock puppet account without realizing that he's screwing up. Right. It's <laughs> like it's a very intentional a... joke. It's very much like sort of like uh, oh I forgot to tweet from my burner account. Right. So what good. a good yeah. burn. It's so good. <laughs> wow. Yeah, like, if, imagine like all of, if 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 Colangelo was going to stick around. Like let's say there's some chance that he keeps his job. He's going to have to mend so many bridges, right? Like he's already like clearly gone after his superstar and Joel Embiid, right? Or someone close to him, his wife or him. Like it's going to be like this massive, like sort of like apology tour, internal apology tour among the Sixers um, between Colangelo and the players on the team. You know, I can't imagine how uncomfortable their interactions must be from this point on. (laughs) God, yeah. Um. All right, so so I think we've reached the end of of uh, of our long uh, of our long 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 journey into sports 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 long journey into sports sports sports. Uh, would um, does how do you feel about uh, ex- does does anyone feel um, ready to explain this tweet now? I think I can. All right, all right, here we go. The tweet is from a Twitter account called at Sports Are Philly. Um, it's replying to Joel Embiid, Sam Hinkie, and ALVIC4011756. It's just an image from a um, from a video taken of Joel Embiid playing on a um, playing on a street basketball, street court. basketball court. What the fuck? Dude? <laughs> and <laughs> and um, the, his opponent has a face photoshopped onto it, which I now know is Brian Colangelo. Brian Colangelo is the general manager of the Philadelphia 76ers and also allegedly the um, the owner of either the owner or the husband of the owner of several <laughs> Twitter burner accounts that were used to divulge personal information about players and ruthlessly defend Brian Colangelo from it, from any criticism. Um, and the tweet is replying to one of the 76ers star players, the former GM, and one, one of the burner accounts that allegedly belongs to Brian Colangelo and his wife. And it is a direct response to a tweet from Joel Embiid um, which is making fun of these burner accounts that says, Joel told me that Sam Hinkie is better and smarter than you, Alvic4011756, hashtag burner account, which is basically a direct rebuttal to his general manager for almost certainly running this burner account. Right. How'd I do? Did pretty good. That was really good. That was really good. Can you imagine what a bad week Brian Colangelo is having? Never tweet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's a good point. Never tweet. Okay. I think we're at Sports Sports Sports. <laughs> yes, we are. Gene, thanks for sports helping sports. us again. Yeah, thanks, Gene. Nah, it was fun. I'm so glad. It's so fun to kick it with y'all. 
Reply All is hosted by PJ Vote and me, Alex Goldman. Our show is produced by Shruti Pinamanani, Fia Benin, Damiano Marchetti, Chris Neary, and Anna Foley. Our editor is Tim Howard, and we had extra help this week from our boss, Alex Bloomberg. Our intern is Jessica Young, and our outgoing intern is Devin Gwynn. Devin, thank you for all of your help. We really enjoyed working with you. Special thanks this week to Gene Denby. You can find his work on the Code Switch blog at npr.org slash section slash Code Switch, and to Paris Martineau, a reporter at The Outline who wrote the definitive QAnon explainer earlier this year and taught me basically everything I know about QAnon. We will put links to her stories in the show notes. We were mixed by Rick Kwan and Emma Munger. Fact-checking by Michelle Harris. Our theme song is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Matt Lieber is the incredible satisfaction of making Shruti Pinamanini laugh. You can find more episodes of the show on iTunes and Spotify. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in a couple weeks. to the bridge. Yeah, you know, between verse and chorus, neither here nor there. Yeah. Whenever the piano teleports us from planet to planet, we pass through another dimension just for a moment. I think this is that bridge, except it's not dropping us off this time. The universe has crumbled into a ball around us, effectively gathering every point to the same place. We ride the infinity loop, bouncing off all destinations near simultaneously. The possibilities are endless. We need only hit the switch again to land. Yeah, that sounds right. Hey, was I talking just now? That's too many possibilities. You know that thing where you're statistically less likely to choose a mustard if you're given six quintillion choices per second? It's very discouraging. Never mind, it's all going by too fast to be selective about it. Air look, it's like cosmic roulette. Underwater planet. Singing shapes. Green snow falling up. Childhood smell planet. Uh, let's see. What else? Really big spiders. The ground is laser bats. The hills are like that piano from Big. Uh, it's like sex, but purple. Infinitely regressing Stevie Nicks planet. Bouncy castle. Burlap animals hovering overhead. Telepathic beaver planet. Those things are hitting things with other things. Unlimited breadsticks. Dogs made of yogurt. Friday night chicken cake. Demon periodontist. Montage planet. Yeah. That was pretty good.